from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. We'll be taking your questions at 888-825-5225. You jump in and we'll talk. 888-825-5225. Sean's in Wichita Falls, Texas. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? All right. So about a year ago, me and my wife, uh, we were expecting our uh, second child. So we sold our house and upgraded just to a little bit bigger of a home uh, for our growing family. And so uh, now, um, you know, with everything being kind of a buyer's market and all, um, I am actually relocated or relocating for my job. And so we don't know how much equity we would actually get. We've talked to some realtors and feel like we would probably maybe just get back what we put in um, and didn't know if relocating, um, if we should rent out our house or if we should just go ahead and sell it, even though uh, we may not get much back. Where are you moving to? Um, Abilene, Texas. How far is that from Wichita Falls? It's about uh, two and a half hours. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I want to circle back to the part where you have real estate agents telling you your house has not gone up in value and that this is a buyer's market. Um, it's not a buyer's market. It's a seller's market. There's a shortage of inventory. The white-hot sales of 83 offers over the weekend are gone, <laughs> thank God. Um, but, uh, houses are selling. There are more buyers than there are sellers, which by definition makes it a seller's market. The rate of sale, the number of sales is slowed because some people are sitting on the sidelines in terms of buying, but your house is not dove in value. When did you buy this house? We bought it, um, just about a year ago, February, uh, 2022. Okay. You might not make enough in one year to cover the expenses. You might come out less than you uh, out of pocket. And uh, what, what you put in, you might not get all of that back out at net of expenses because the house would have had to go up 10% in value to cover expenses one year later. Okay. So it's it, in a normal real estate market, selling a house one year later is unusual to make money in a normal market. Okay. And that's more what we're in today than we were 18 months ago, 24 months ago. This is more of a normal market in terms of the rate of time it takes to sell the house and so forth. So that does, uh, I'll back off then and say your real estate agents may be giving you actual good information and, and by, you know, that telling you it's going to take a little while to sell the house. It always has, except for around a thing called a pandemic. But other than that, it, for 30 years, I've had my real estate license. It takes 90 to 120 days to sell a house, except for a short period of time there when you, you know, a monkey could sell a house in 20 minutes. But um, those days are gone, hopefully. It's not good for the economy when it gets white hot like that. So anyway, uh, but it's, it would have been good for you. It would have been nice. So here's the thing. You do not want a long-distance landlord two and a half hours away. Mm-mm. Sell it, even if you lose some money. The, the job you took, is it more money? Um, yeah, just a little bit. Why are you going? 
Um, I am taking a youth pastor job, so um, I've been working for a organization called Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, missionary funded. So mm-hmm. um, it, it was just kind of a thing that I did for a year, and uh, now we feel like God's leading us back to the church. Um, so okay, so you, you were know, you were also, pastoring, yeah. and then you went on a missionary status with FCA, which is their yeah. normal methodology. And then you decide to go back on staff and move to Abilene. Yes. Okay, cool. Cool. Good for you. And what are you going to be making? Um, right now, um, we're, we're still working out some of the details, but probably about 50000 Good. Okay. Good for you. Okay. Yeah, please sell the house. You cannot afford a five or a $10,000 problem with a house two and a half hours away because you can't keep your fingers on it. It's a, it's a liability. It's not an asset. That's right. And not only that, but the temptation is going to be, if you were to keep that house, then you go over here and move to Abilene, you're going to want to buy a house there. And before you know it, you're going to have two mortgages. You're going to be, and you're going to be out of order on the baby steps. So yet another reason to sell the house, save up. You're kind of back at baby step 3B at this point. Yeah. yeah. The blessings of the Lord have no sorrow added to them, the psalmist says. And so when you look at this house, Two years from now, are you going to consider it a blessing when you've been trying to rent it two and a half hours away? The answer is no. Uh, rental investment real estate is a good plan, not when you're broke and not when you got no equity, which means the house probably won't even rent for enough to cover the payments. So you need to sell this house even if you don't get out as much as you put in mm. net of expenses. So good question, Sean. Thank you for being sensitive to the Lord's leading. Well done. Nathan's with us in Wisconsin. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How was she going? Better than we deserve, brother. What's up? Beautiful. So I know the normal order of the baby steps, but I have a 14% mortgage that is variable rate. Good Lord. So I'm wondering if I should hit that first. Why? Are your, your credits suck? Because I'm really dumb and really wanted the house. It was... 11% horrible, but I'm going to do this right, pay it off in three years, and then I didn't. Then you didn't. So what, is your credit bad? Yeah, it was never great, and now I ended up with an employer disappearing on me, so now it's really crashed after two months of paying everything late. Okay, so you can't refinance? No. How much do you owe on the house? 34000 Oh, not a ton. Okay, like a car payment, but a bad one. Okay. Yeah. And so what do you make? I make around 55. How much other debt do you have? What's before this? I owe 17K on the Coyote tractor and another 60K on some family land. You have a $17,000 tractor and a $34,000 house. Does that not sound wicked weird to you? It does to me. Yeah, I, I went to shiny at the dealership and shouldn't tell them I'm probably going to sell it in the spring. Yeah, I think you need to sell it. I think that thing needs to go away. And so 17000 and 34, and what was the other one? 60K on land. Around 60000 On land that you yes, don't live part on. Part of a family farm. A part of a family farm. So you bought into when somebody died. Uh, it was due to my dad's financial situation. It was either buy it or lose it. Okay, uh, Nathan, you need to stop doing impulsive crap. You need to change your ways. All three of these purchases 
were bad ideas. You see the pattern, brother? Yeah, sell the tractor and uh, take six jobs and pay off your house. And uh, dad needs to get his crap together and buy the land back so you don't have that debt. Mm-hmm. Quit mm-hmm. making impulsive financial decisions. You're going broke, brother. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Every year at tax time, it's the same old story. A boatload of people wait until the last minute, scramble to get their taxes done on time, and folks, you're smarter than that. There are benefits to filing early. For starters, it means you can get ahead of any surprises and give yourself time to make a plan if you end up owing money to the IRS. So once you've got your W-2s, your 1099s from your employer, you should be, which you should have gotten by now or any second now, Go ahead and knock out your taxes. If you like to file on your own, you can get all your ducks in a row. E-file with confidence using Ramsey Smart Tax. It's our no-nonsense online tax software created to help you win with money. Ramsey Smart Tax gives you everything you need to file your tax return, and you'll know exactly what it'll cost up front. No hidden fees, no sneaky agendas, and you get a deal. You save up to 70% if you switch to Ramsey Smart Tax from a leading competitor. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax and get your taxes in your rear view mirror. RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax. Jade, um, our last caller, um, I've been that guy. I've known that guy my mm-hmm. whole life. And um, the Bible says, he who is impulsive exalts folly. Now, that's a proverb from the wisdom literature. Now, let's talk about that. Impulsive exalts folly. Folly is the verb of a fool in action. When I am impulsive, I am lifting up a fool in action. I'm exalting it. I am worshiping it. I am yeah. becoming it. And um, so uh, when we make particularly large decisions impulsively, um, you know, here's what's interesting. I know nerds who will spend days studying consumer reports, mm-hmm. studying manufacturer ratings, specifications, all to spend a thousand or two thousand dollars on something like a computer. Sure. And then impulse a fifty thousand dollar car. It doesn't make sense. But they do it. And I'll tell you one of the most imp- one of the most things that Americans impulse the largest things that we buy that goes down in value, and one of the things that we impulse worse than anything else is cars. And Absolutely. these cars have gotten people in trouble. You you went off on this last week, <laughs> and your little uh, trashing going after people for being stupid with thirteen hundred dollar car payments has gone viral. Something like ten million people saw the clip already. Uh, it's wild. And uh, then Bloomberg comes out today and says uh, Americans are falling behind on car payments at a higher rate than 
anytime three times as bad as 2009 well i wonder why recession i wonder why dave because people are taking these notes it says there's a growing cohort of americans facing auto repossessions this is an ominous sign for the u.s economy during the pandemic a surge in used car prices forced yes buyers to take out bigger loans and that right there forced yep you were forced that's the word you didn't have a choice well here's the thing on that that i mean it, you had to have a seventy-four thousand dollar raptor and so you were forced and that's what i saw dave if you look at the comments on that post that is what people are saying that, like well what's our choice victim. what your, was our choice your Jade? choice is don't be stupid that's your choice that's your choice don't be stupid try not being stupid that's a good choice and, and then and then the the other side of it the other side of reality, like you said, the people who chose to go against the grain are saying, hey, you know, I just bought a car in cash that I could afford. It's getting me from point A to point B. And when the right time comes, I upgrade. So there, there is a cohort of Americans who do have the right idea, Dave. There's, a, there's some smart people. There are some people. And there's some stupid people. Yeah. There's a lot of stupid people, Dave. 85% of Americans have car notes. Eight, and of those 85% of Americans... 15% of them have a car note of $1,000 or more. It's just hard to wrap. 1000 I just can't even get my head around that. So here's the thing. If you put that, as Jade did, in a calculator and talked about it last week in that piece that went viral, if you invest a car payment for just a couple of decades, you will have over a million dollars. You'll have $5 Thank million you, dollars if you do it for three decades. Thank you. And so I don't have the money saved for my kids. It's just because you're stupid. And you put all your money in a car payment. That's why you got no money. You were stupid. And can you talk to the people, Dave? Because I, I tried did. to tell them. I, I tried to tell them. I said, I said the same thing you said. And do you know what they said to me? Where are you getting a 10% rate of return? Who's going to invest their money over 30 years, Jade? And do you want to know what the answer is? Millionaires. 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 That's how people make their money. If you're listening and you don't you understand this that. Is. This is not a car problem. This is a YOLO problem. Yes. You only live once. Oh, you sweet little child. Listen, adults devise a plan and follow it. Children do what feels good. Bingo. Very few people who are successful are whiners. They don't walk around with a big V on their forehead that says victim. I'm so, I can't get a car. I want a car that's safe. Oh, shut up. They roll up their sleeves and they work. Seriously. There's people here who roll up their sleeves and work. There are actual people in the world who will set aside a portion of their income for 20, 30 years and invest it into their 401k, into their IRA, and they become millionaires. That's what we call them, millionaires. We hear them every day on the air. So for all of those people- and they weren't forced to do that. They weren't forced. But for all of these folks out here yakety yakking, talking yak talk about, oh, you can't get a 10% rate of return. Where Here's what I kept hearing. What stocks give you an annual rate of 10% return? The stock market has averaged 11.8% since <laughs> it began. Dave. Hello. And if Dave Look at the is saying S&P 500. It, that's the average on it since it began. 11. That's 8. the average. For, for 80 years, you dumb butt. This is not hard. We're sitting here telling you, you got Dave Ramsey, who's got more money than anybody you know. And then Forbes magazine tells us the number one payment keeping people broke is their car note. It's not just us. So if you want to think it's just oh, it's just Ramsey Solutions, they're the only one. They're the only folks out here saying this. That is not the case. 
The case is 85% of people have car and notes. here's the thing. 67% of people are living if paycheck to paycheck. If whining and work. What a concept. what you'll have is, is the ability to sacrifice to win. See, adults devise a plan and follow it. Children do what feels good. Here's the thing. So when I went broke, we lost everything. Mm. We had one car with a payment on it. Re, I, I reaffirmed it out of bankruptcy. And I'm paying my paying my paying my paying my paying my payment. And my wife would have left, but we only had one car. And so I mean we were we were we were mad, we were hurt, we were wounded, whining, like some of you people are. And a guy loaned me a car because I refused to I, I that's it, I'm not borrowing any more money. He loaned me a nineteen seventy eight Cadillac with four hundred and seventy eight thousand mm-hmm. actual miles on it. The predominant color on it was Bondo. The vinyl roof was torn loose across the front, so when you drove it, it filled up with air. It looked like a parachute. I'm driving a Bondo buggy with a parachute on top. Now, you know what I was driving before that, before I went broke? A Jaguar. I went from Jaguar to parachute Bondo buggy because you know what happens when you go broke? You don't care what other people think anymore. You don't care. I lost my need to impress your butt at a stoplight. And so I go into a nice neighborhood in that car. The cops are following me, think mm-hmm. I'm there to rob somebody. And so I got profiled based on my car. Can you imagine that? I can. And so, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I drove like no one else. And I saved up and I paid cash for a $1,000 car, which is an incredible upgrade. Yep. And gave my buddy his blessing back that he had loaned me. And then we move on to the next one, right? Yeah. And we save up and we buy a $3,000 car. And we save up and we buy a $10,000 car. You know I drove like no one else. So now I drive anything I freaking want. Come Shut on, up, Dave. you whiner. Come on, Dave. Seriously. Y'all need to know what it feels like to work. I'm, and stop your whining. It's not becoming. The wussification of America, the things you think you have to have to survive, is sickening. It's sickening. For a short period of time, pay a price to win. Mm. No one wins without paying a price. The, the, the repo rate on you idiots right now is three times what it was in 2009 in the Great Recession. It's the worst repo rate we've seen in 30 years. Stop it! Marshall Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Brock and Rachel are with us. They are on the debt-free stage right here in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey. Welcome. Where do y'all live? In Houston. Houston, Texas. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? $500,000. How long did this take? Five years. 60 months to the day. Wow. Awesomeness. And what was your income range during that time? Uh, started about 160 and ended about 220. Wow, that's incredible. What kind of debt was this that you paid off? Oh, let me tell you, a lot of ignorance. <laughs> Are you getting out the list out of your pocket? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let's this, hear this it. This is a five-year list that we kept. Oh, my goodness. It was two homes, credit cards, um, a loan to buy her 
a wedding band, mm-hmm. uh, a new HVAC system for our house, mm-hmm. a new car, some floors, all kinds just of... Just living life. You were normal. Oh, yeah, normal. Just, normal, just normal, like everybody normal, else. Normal, normal, normal. Wow. So what was the wake-up call 60 exact months ago? We got married. <laughs> oh. Um, we came. We both came into marriage with different amounts of debt, and mm-hmm. we just realized that that's not what we wanted to build our marriage on, and we wanted to have more fun. Yeah. Mm. So... I yeah. love that. Our our church decided to bring you on a board for FPU and ah. and sure enough the light went off at that point. And Very cool. What church did you go to? Second Baptist. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, we had a big deal there. Yes, yes. sir. Yes, yes, sir. We were there. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> good for y'all. So that 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 church doing Financial Peace University church wide got you guys plugged in. Absolutely. And about the time that you wanted to be anyway. Yes, yes sir. We were so, dating at the time. Right. And so we were actually in separate small groups, um, but having really good conversations on afterwards of what we wanted our life to look like if we got married and so that was our How much later to- were you married after that? Less than a year. Yeah. Okay. Oh. It was real quick. Yep. But it, I will be honest with you. It took about a year before I finally got mad enough to actually do something the right way. I okay. was going to ask, were you both immediately on board or was somebody... Sh- so She was. She was. You were the reluctant one. I'm the spender. So, you know, ah. hey, I want to keep buying. Oh, yep. okay. So how did you how did you whoop that out of him, Rachel? I didn't. <laughs> um, I did it with a lot of conversations. My parents um, did Financial Peace University, and so they gave me the book, I think in college, if not right after. And I was like, this is cute, but I'm good. And it wasn't until we realized that we were having to deal with debt and deciding what we were going to do with our money and if we were going to be dictated by our debt or if mm. we were actually going to prepare a life for our kids one day that yeah. we wanted. And so it really was doing it um, together that yeah. we decided like we have to do this but then a year later it came down to I don't know what huge hit happened oh it I looked at her and she's about three months away from giving birth to our first son and I said this ain't happening no more yeah, yeah. oh yep. the baby coming that does, yes. that's a wake-up call yes, that'll sir. do it yes. ding ding mm-hmm. yeah this just got real yes. oh yeah yeah yeah, and I'm not going to saddle her and I'm surely mm-hmm. not going to saddle him with my ignorance right there you go so we fixed it quick yep. yeah I love that so Way you, to go, you guys. This well, is amazing. Uh, yeah, and not, you know, I, I told her the other, uh, probably back in November, uh, it got pretty tough there at the end. As you can imagine, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but that tunnel seems to get longer and longer. Yeah. And uh, we just did a few numbers, and we realized we had a really good income, but mm-hmm. we were only living on $50,000 a year. Wow. Everything went mm-hmm. to the debt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you mean you can actually live on less than you make <laughs> and we did and it Dramatic. was tough because <laughs> you know our friends they live high on the hog and yeah. that, we thought we were weird well, we were now that you know ramsey was weird but it is we we felt like we were missing out and now i wouldn't change it for the world yeah. you were missing yeah. out yeah. you were you were missing out on stupid yes yeah. <laughs> and i was a teacher um well before done, i stayed y'all. home with our boys and so i always thought well i don't have the income to do this i don't have enough money to save or enough money to truly get out of debt and it wasn't until we realized like how much money we were actually spending that we didn't have Mm. that i could have done that years before Mm. and so that's one thing i regret not doing it sooner yeah and i've I've told her a number of times you know i I wish i wouldn't have been that stupid prior to knowing her and Mm -hmm. settling her with my yeah well we all we all got that Mm -hmm. in our rearview mirror that's okay that's okay. The trick is the change. The trick is the transformation, which oh, you've yeah. both gone through. So did you say this is house and everything? Yes, yes. sir. Oh, y'all are so oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> on, on December 30th, 
her, the two boys, all four of us walked into Wells Fargo and said, get out of my house. Okay. <laughs> Broke up. <laughs> I love it. And we had all the bankers come out and they said, this isn't normal. I said, good, because yeah. I ain't never coming back. So <laughs> how long has it been since you made that final mortgage payment? It is one month, month. today. Ooh, mm-hmm. So you're feeling it now. Ooh. You're starting to feel that good. Wow. Yeah. What's it your is- first big thing y'all are going to do? Coming here. Th- this is oh, it. I mean, this really. was our trip. I mean, after this, yeah. Oh, gosh. After this. Do more, you, you, do you more. don't have any payments. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, Actually, one thing that we talked about when we were redoing our budget of, okay, how much we want to put towards savings. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our new income. We don't have debt. How much we want to do. And we realized that we really want to put that money back into savings mm-hmm. um, to buy him a car soon because he's driving one of those reliable old cars. 13 years old. Yeah, you need there to get go. another car. Yeah. So, want that. Um, but we also wanted to put a line in our budget of just giving, mm-hmm. of being able to like pay for someone's meal, yeah. you know, or or buy groceries for somebody and not feel like, well, now we don't have that money to do something. And so right. we put a line item in our budget of just being able to spoil other people. Random acts of kindness. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. both of our parents did an amazing job of teaching us the joy that you get from giving. Good. And I think that's what I'm most excited about yeah. going forward to the next five, 10 years is like the best is yet to come for our boys um, of like the life that we get to do with them, but then how we get to teach them to be generous. Yeah. Teach we, them to hear God whisper. Yeah, say take care of that lady yes. over there. Yeah, exactly. we we actually have a thing we say. I read it in a book, and it's look for the God winks along the way. Yeah, mm. oh, that's Love good. That. That's good. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah, well done, y'all. Thank well you. done. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. How's it feel to be completely? Free. really good i was telling him it's this trip has been hard because i'm so used to counting pennies and like well are we on are we on our budget have we spent too much and and it's been nice just to relax and enjoy our income mm. so that's yeah. been fun yeah, it's it's fun to to know we're okay to know mm-hmm. i'm not going to make her hurt mm. by doing something a little too much or a little too little and mm-hmm. it i will tell you the last month was really tough at work and then to walk in january 2nd and say, I don't care what happens. I'll go push carts around at Lowe's and be just as happy now because mm. I don't have to pay anybody anymore. Whew. Changes yep. the way you work. Yes, Changes ma'am. the motivation behind yes. Yes, ma'am. what I'm there because I want to be there now. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you got a choice now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well done, y'all. Thank you. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Doing it together. I think if we hadn't have been on the same page and had the same vision, it wouldn't have happened. And I was I was lucky enough that I had parents that introduced me to this whole concept before. Um, but then I had a sweet friend, Kelly, that through our single days of all of the weddings and all the bridesmaids dresses that we had to buy and all of that she was the one that would eat before we would go out to eat and she would eat chips and salsa and that's it because that was not in her budget that month and it gave me the support of like someone else is doing it i can do it too Mm -hmm. and so i would just say to find someone to do it with because then you don't feel like you're on an island you're doing it together yeah you know and for me when i said it took about a year till i got mad and it's it's the age old adage that everyone has said i got sick and tired of being sick and tired mm. Mm-hmm. Decided to draw a line in the sand. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, Change changed. your life. Yep. Way to go, y'all. Thank Way you. to go. Hey, we've got a, the Live and Give bundle for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, the Total Money Makeover book, and another Financial Peace University membership. That'll help you with your generosity plan. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to yes, give sir. those and catch somebody and get them going, get them motivated, moving in your mm-hmm. – uh, they can have the same story you've had or their version of okay. your story. So yes, way to go, y'all. Thank you. You're, while we come down here, you're inspiring. Very, very well done. Brock and Rachel, Houston, Texas, 500000 paid off in 60 months. 
That's five years for those of you that are counting. <laughs> and they did that 100% house and everything. Yes. yes. No payments Mm-mm. anywhere. Woo! 160000 to 200000 income living on 50. Count it Mm-mm. down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Ready? Three, two, two one. one. We're, We're debt free. Yeah. Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where those people live. They have paid for cars and a paid for house. Okay. Next door to you. That's where they live. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host Alexander is in Philadelphia. Hi, Alexander. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate your time. Sure. What's up? Um, so I want to buy a garage ornament, and I want to be on the smart side of the spectrum and have a conversation with you before I end up on the stupid side of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How expensive a car? Uh. All said and done, everything, it's about $130,000. Cool. What do you make? Uh, take home uh, with me and my wife, it's about uh, $14,000 a month with net. So one hundred and fifty I don't know. I uh, whatever the net uh, is. Uh, that, I don't, probably close to two hundred. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, as far as debt is concerned, well, why don't you ask the question? That's okay. How much debt do you have? That's good. That's okay. How much debt? Uh, 150000 On what? Uh, my house. Okay. And um, what's your uh, nest egg? How much money you got? Uh, I got about 800000 in retirement. I got about $430,000, um, you know, in liquid assets, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have two sons, and I have about $90,000 in each of their 529 plans. Okay. So the rule of thumb I use on uh, toys, which you're at the level of toy on this. Um, Yeah. And I've got some toys. So the rule of thumb I use and that I teach. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a guy. It's in my DNA. That's okay, man. I I don't have a car payment. I I have a Subaru. Like, I I had enough. You're you're going to pay cash for this car, right? I'm going to do what you tell me. I mean, if you say no, no, I mean, it, no. Okay, if you're if you're not going to pay cash for it, don't do it. Number, okay. number one rule, okay? Number two rule is cars go down in value. Things with motors and things with wheels. Cars, boats, sea-doos, their sisters. Um, I've got a bunch of things that go wooden-wooden, and I like stuff like that, but they all lose value. And so right. we don't want to have a general rule of thumb is you're a millionaire, Okay, a little over a million dollar net worth, um, if I understood the numbers correctly, and um, and it sounds like you make a couple of hundred a year. The trick is, we use a rule of thumb that says don't don't buy things with cars with motors and wheels 
all total, including your other car, your Subaru, other stuff like that, that equal more than half your annual income because they go down and we want to have small amounts of things going down in our life. Now, you've got an unusually high net worth. You're paying cash for this. You're probably going to violate that 50% when you buy it. Okay. Matter of fact, we know you are because you make about 200 a year and you're going to spend 130 just on this one car and your other cars on top of that are going to put you over that. Um, normally I would say that's a no go. It kind of makes me question it here. Um, uh, a little bit. Um, what's your question? Well, I mean, I, I just don't want to put too much in things that go down in value. And I'm trying to look at the ratios of your net worth. It is like, uh, not to, you know, it is a G, it is a Nissan GTR. I don't know if you know anything about Nissan GTRs, yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're very, very, very hard to find. Yeah, they are. And if you go on Auto Trader or something like that right now, um, they're they're astronomically priced, even in the used yeah, market. Likelihood, and even, even if you're the lucky new Raptor, to find a new one, the new Raptor just came out, seven hundred horsepower. Um, they're running about one twenty. Okay, but okay. they're not going to go up in value. I understand. Even though they're like they're much like your Nissan that you're talking about. That yeah, I've looked at that car. It's a very sweet car, um, and so yeah, you can you can do it. But what you've got to realize is you've put a, a little bit more into a depreciating asset because ten years from now, let's face it, that thing's not going up in value. No, no. I mean, I've got a sixty a 1960 Corvette that's frame up restoration that is fabulous. And I've had it for probably 10 years. I don't think it's gone up a dime in value. I don't think it's gone down any, but it might it might have gone up a little bit. But uh, the classic cars, some of them like that, some of them will go up a little. Or a super, super rare item, you know, that you can't get, like stuff that's running off the auto auction, that kind of stuff, the rare car auctions. Sometimes those will go up in value. And, but I don't think your Nissan's going to qualify, and I don't think that Raptor is going to qualify for that. So anyway, all that to say, the way I, I'm not going to tell you what to do. The way I make decisions is, am I putting too much of my asset base in things that are going down rather than up? And normally our guideline is, A, pay cash, B, don't have total of more than 50% of your household income in there. Now, an exception to that would be, let's say let's say you called in, you had $8 million in mutual funds, and your household income was 100000 Well, we wouldn't hold to that 50% of the 100000 right? I see what you're saying. Because you could afford... To buy the thing for 130, if you had eight million dollars, and drive it off a cliff tomorrow, and you wouldn't even notice financially. Right. That's the point. So you're right on that. You don't have eight million, but you got a million and a half. Probably we didn't talk about your house equity, but um, you know you're right on that, and you're doing great. So you're you're not going to go bankrupt because of this. But I wouldn't go buy another one. Alex, no, no, this is this is this is it for me. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I don't drive a fancy car. Um, You're about so to. Not really like that, but I just, uh, I've always liked this car for the last, you know, however many years. It's, it's, been it's out, a sweet, it's a sweet vehicle. I, I just don't want to, you know. I think I, I, you know, I respect everything that you say. You obviously are in the man of position uh, for a reason. So I just didn't want to, you know. Well, you, you, you see, like you, you the, get the principles I'm using. Yeah, I understand. I completely understand what you're saying. And so I, based on those principles, you're on the bubble. You wouldn't be on okay. the dumb side. <laughs> um, you know, if your net worth was 500000 I'd say don't do it. 
Okay. Yeah, my house is worth a pretty good amount of money too, and I don't owe that much on the house. Like yeah. I said, I only owe one fifty on the house. What's it worth? So, uh, I, I, I just had my real estate agent look at it. He said a million six and a million seven. Uh, okay, you so go. your net worth three million. So. Yeah. Okay. I feel so like that, that moves that, the needle. That does move the needle. That moves it in your favor. See, you see what I'm talking about here? That's the whole thing. Right, I, I just don't, saying. we can rationalize our butts off. And I appreciate you calling. I appreciate the spirit. You're yeah. being humble about it. You're not being smart. Like you're not being sarcastic. You really well, did want to know. That house threw it over the edge in my book. You're okay then? Yeah, okay. I'm good. I'm sleeping good tonight, Alexander, if you buy this this car, and I'm happy for you. And she's the one that just yelled at all of America about that's car right. payments, so just keep in mind that that's Get you true. that $130,000 car. You got He's got over $2 million in net worth. Three. Three. Yeah. Well, definitely get it. And get yeah. me one, too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is a sweet vehicle. Y'all look it up if you hadn't looked it up. Oh, man. All right, that's, so that's the thing. And, and these numbers do change. You know, here's an example, okay? Everybody says, okay, what percentage of my income should I spend on food? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if we give you a percentage that's true for people that make 100000 what if somebody made a million? That's right. They don't need to spend that much on food because they'd be large. <laughs> and in charge. Okay. Okay. I mean, so percent, you know. These things skew out if you have a very low income. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you know, very poor. Okay, you're just barely getting started. You have to spend a larger percentage of your income on food. That's right. So, you know, to to just meet necessities. Mm-hmm. So these things skew out. The principles that we give you skew out based on net worth, based on income being at extremes. And a three million dollar net worth is an extreme. In America today, the guy's very successful. Way to go, Alexander. Yeah, I'm so, happy for him. You know, the we, thing we, is, you just got to get these principles down. Quit buying $50,000 cars when you make $50,000 and you got no money. Right. That's just straight up stupid. That's the point of these principles. Mm-hmm. And he's not even anywhere, He's not even in that, on that, in that same book, much no. less the same chapter or the same page. Well, that's the point. You know, Dave, we yell at people a lot for doing dumb stuff. But we're equally happy for the people who have worked hard. They've got the money. Then, yes, spend your money. Money is fun to spend. It's fun to give, save, and spend. It's fun to enjoy. It's fun to enjoy. And I think people think that we have forgotten that, but we have not forgotten that. It is fun to spend. No. I've been able to buy some of the things in my life that I always wanted since I was a little bitty kid. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got Mastercraft ski boats. Yeah. It's an unbelievably expensive boat. But that's when I was a little kid. And that we sounds could, like got, a fast boat. We got to ski behind the Mastercraft the first time, and we're up on the slalom course. I thought, man, if I ever if I ever make it, I'm going to get me a Mastercraft. So I got me a Mastercraft boat. I mean, that's that. how this works, y'all. Look at that. There you go. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.